0: You're listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus, a show dedicated to people wrestling with life and faith. Here is Pastor Nick Pierce. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Nick Pierce. Thank you so much for tuning in to Thoughts of Thaddeus as we discuss uh, issues of life and faith and what does it look like just for ordinary, normal people who love Jesus who love the world around us, and how do we live in that? Uh, you know, I try to attack that concept that we need to be super Christians or these superheroes of the faith, and and sometimes we get so bogged down because we're not, you know, some of these heroes of the faith or the per se celebrity pastors that we see, and um, you know, what does it look like for just ordinary people? with jobs and families and, and just normal life. What does this look like to follow Christ? So, hey, today we're going to be talking about forgiveness, talking about mercy and justice, and how all of these kind of flow together. Uh, so, you know, one of the questions that you hear quite a lot, and a lot of times I believe it's on the outside of the church, that people are saying, Against the church, Uh, but that question is how can a loving God allow bad things happen to good people? Or even just why would God allow that uh, to even happen? If God is all knowing, He's all powerful, He's all loving, big fancy words there that we could use, but if God is all those things, then why does He allow bad things happen? So we'll even take the good people part about it. Why does he allow bad things happen? And how do we respond to that question? Because it is a hard one. I fully believe and know uh, people walk away from their faith. Um, not because of an intellectual thing. It's usually when something happens in their life with an unexpected, negative, painful, hurtful uh end to whatever situation it is that causes us to question God's goodness. Um, I I fully understand that. I remember being 17 and being taught, you know, God won't give you more than what you can handle. And then when some things happened in my life, it's like, well, hold on. This is more than I can handle. But I thought God would never do that. So I checked out from that, you know. And side note for that, it was, I was, just call it what it is. I was taught wrong. It's not that God won't give you more than you can handle. Uh, the scripture verses, God won't allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But God will absolutely give you things in your life that are more than what you can handle so that you will depend on him. Because if you're able to carry and handle everything in your life, you know, the need for God that even for us to recognize and to call out to God to step into our life is uh, there, there isn't that there. so 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 going back to the original question, why does God allow bad things to happen in our world? And I think in, in a similar response, a question that we can ask from inside the church to those on the outside that are struggling with that same question. So they're struggling with, okay, God's all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful. And why does he allow bad things to happen? I think a a very similar question that we could ask of them is, how can a perfectly just God, so God is completely just, he's not going to blink an eye at sin or when people do wrong uh, you know, he's he's not just, you know, you can't bribe him. You can't pay him off enough. he's He is perfectly just. So how can a perfectly just God show mercy? And that's the real essence of the cross is how does God show mercy to humans, to man whom he created, and still destroy and conquer sin. Because those two things aren't separated. There's not like a jar of sin and humans, and they're separated. Like sin and humanity are shackled together. And so how does he destroy one but preserve the other? And isn't that just God's heart that, you know, because he could destroy sin and innocent, not even innocent bystanders, but the bystanders of it could be that humanity's can be destroyed as well, but sin needs to be destroyed. But he wants to destroy sin, overcome sin, and preserve humanity. And even further, he wants to drive that sin out of us so that we can be reconciled and restored back to him. So how can this perfectly just God, who can't blink at sin and say, okay, but because I love uh, humans, I'll allow sin to happen uh, because I don't want to destroy them. No, 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 he's perfectly just and he's perfectly going to destroy sin. See that on the cross. But how will he also restore humanity in that process? So how can a just God show mercy? So, you know, what? honestly, for me, when I think through this and I study this, just what brings me to my knees in studying about how God is just is that he chose to be the justifier. See, he's not just the standard of what justice is, but he's the justifier. See, it's easy to seek justice when wrong, but are we willing to be the justifier as well? Are we willing to... To be the one that's going to bring restoration and reconciliation to the situation. Or are we perfectly fine being the uh, innocent party that's been wronged and want to seek justice? And and to take it a step further, you know, we expect so much, but we show so little forgiveness. And that just hits me. And I, and I really do believe that the church is a place that it's, the church is a place where it will be impossible for us to never hurt each other. We're going to wrong each other. We're going to offend each other because we're sinful, broken people, restored, reconciled to God, but still live in this broken world with this sin nature, and we're not perfect yet. We're, we, we all are smack dab in the middle of our own sanctification, and because of that, we're going to hurt each other's feelings. And so the church will never be a place that will be in perfect peace, perfect harmony, perfect unity. We will always offend each other and hurt each other. But what the church must always be is a place of forgiveness, a place of healing, and a place of reconciliation. And I think that's huge. And and we always need to put it in the lens of the cross to understand how much we have been forgiven so that we would forgive others. Because no matter how bad somebody has hurt you or offended you, we are much closer (laughs) uh, compared to the righteousness of Christ. I mean, think of the worst atrocities that we could in this world, a murderer, uh, a thief, uh, a manipulator, whatever. We are all pretty much in the same playing field when you compare us to how holy God is. And so we who have been forgiven much, we need to be able to forgive each other. And I think that is the light that the world is going to see in us. Not our ability not to hurt each other and or offend each other. Like that's going to happen. We try to avoid it. We try to, you know, put guardrails up in our lives to prevent that. But that's going to happen. But what the church must always be is a place of forgiveness and unity. And Our ability to forgive and not seek revenge, it's going to puzzle the world. But could it possibly create, and those that see it, a curiosity to find our motivation or better, our motivator. So when people outside of the church see mercy and forgiveness, that we show each other and they're curious by that because that's different than the world. The world is about revenge and and you guys are forgiving each other and loving each other, massive things. Why is that? What's the motivation behind that? And it's like, well, it's not a thing. It's a person. It's Jesus Christ. That's what the church must always be, a light. Pointing people to Jesus by how normal, everyday people live for Christ. Just in the small things of life, living for Him, that is what we're going to be. So how can a just God show mercy? You look to the cross. And and even the, the question on outside of the church, looking in, how can a God who's all loving All-knowing and all-powerful allow bad things to happen. Here's the thing is we are not all-knowing. We are not all-loving. And we are not all-powerful. And I think sometimes, this isn't a blanket statement for every bad thing that ever happens, but I think sometimes our ability to know the fullness of what's going on is kept from us for our protection. You know, nothing surprises God. Nothing is outside of his control. And I fully believe that he is good. Romans eight twenty eight, God causes all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So there's a little bit of a qualifier there. I'm talking about within, within the body of Christ. And so whatever comes across to my desk, my life that I've, that, that God has called me to take up, if there's something that I don't understand or don't know, that's where my faith steps in. And I trust the Lord that he never meant for me to carry that. See, there is things that he does reveal to me and I know what's going on, but there are certain times that there's not. And instead of in, in frustration, which can happen, in uh, anger, which can happen, of wondering why this is going on, I distrust. If God is all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful, then that's not meant for me to carry because he doesn't make mistakes and he knows all things and I and my faith and my trust is that one day those answers will be provided and it'll make perfect sense. I think every one of us, when we stand before God and we are allowed into his presence and into his kingdom, and we live with him for eternity. I I fully do not believe that any of us will say. Ah, Jesus, there was a better way. You didn't have to do this in this season of my life. I think every one of us will say, that's exactly what needed to happen. And so I just encourage you, when there's things in your life that you don't understand or what are going on, distrust. I think this is, uh, Paul Tripp says it this way. Whatever is unknown or out of your control, whatever that concept, whatever that situation is in your life, just trust that it is in perfect, sovereign hands. It may seem chaotic. It may seem out of control or it's the unknown to you, but trust that it's in perfect, sovereign hands. So again, it goes back to it's not what I know. It's, it's who I know. And if I know this thing, which is unknown to me, but I know that it is in perfect sovereign hands, that, that gives me rest. And I might not be able to articulate fully why bad things happen, but I know one day God who's perfect in his love, his grace, his mercy, His truth, and His justice. You know, some people ask, why, why doesn't God do anything about all these things? And my response is always, just because He hasn't, doesn't mean He won't. There is coming a day that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that He is Lord. So what do we do until that day? Micah 6, 8. I love this uh Casting Crowns even turned it into a song which helps me even uh, remember it more. He has told you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, require of me, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So I encourage you until that day, do justice, seek justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with the Lord so thanks for tuning in Uh, would love if you have any other questions hit me up on social media would love to see what you guys think and have a great day bye thanks for listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus. if you have any questions about God or want to get deeper into your faith feel free to hit Pastor Nick Pierce up on Instagram at Nickus1 that's N-I-K-K-U-S 1